Welcome to Saturday Morning Fantasy! That's right, I'm Zoo, your host. Next to me is my co-host, Peaches. I'm finally back from being sick. Yeah, that's right. He's back. We've got an intro and we've changed our name. It's no longer Tuesday Morning Fantasy it's Saturday morning fantasy. And with Saturdays means increased production value. I know Angie is always a little butthurt about how we're terrible with production value, but it's gone through the roof. We've got a few backers, and we're putting the money into it. I, I heard Nike might be sponsoring us here in a oh, little bit. I mean, we are on Shit, iTunes. I wasn't supposed to say that out loud. We are on iTunes, oh if God. all of you guys did not know. So go subscribe, oh leave a comment, and uh, share with your friends. Here so fucking annoying with the goddamn <laughs> iTunes bullshit. <laughs> Alright, so we are we gonna recap week number two. We are gonna preview week number three. We've got awards to give out, and it just so happens that, um, oh shit, it's rankings week. We've got rankings. Yeah, they're preliminary. They're hard to really judge on, but we do have the rankings. <laughs> and I think that's where we're gonna start. We're gonna start with the rankings right now. So, of course, just like always, um, these rankings are based on how well you guys have performed so far. It is not about whether or not we think your team will be better later. You know, it's about what's happened in the past. Um, and, of course, we will, as always, we will start at the bottom. And poor old Nick is living at the bottom. Um, he is winless at 0-2. He has the least amount of points. And he's just straight up not um, off to a good start. Um Unfortunately for him, he's lost a couple guys to some injuries um, and also to just some just bad team performance. Um, a lot of that's got to do with having Larry Fitzgerald. Um, the Arizona offense is um, anemic. It's, I think. it's bad. And, I mean, honestly, when we, were at, when we were drafting, that was a huge reason why I don't think a lot of people wanted Larry Fitzgerald because we all knew that the Arizona offense is – not a good offense. They're not a good team, period. Yeah, I think we thought that they'd be better. They just, they definitely weren't. Um, and then he's also got Jack Doyle, who's been losing some time to Eric Ebron. Um, Antonio Brown actually hasn't been producing that much. Um, and I think the biggest one that hurts the most is Royce Freeman, the Denver running back, was oh. thought to be, you know, a pretty big part of that backfield. And instead, he's He's Lindsay. Lindsay took over that. Yeah, backfield. I mean he's he just doesn't have the hot hand, and he's basically doing bench duty right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so taking a look here at Nick's team, I, I see I see a possibility for some bounce back. Um, so I wouldn't panic. Oh, uh, you remember that he drafted three defenses? Um, that did not work out for him. He's actually already dropped two of them, and I've actually picked both of them up at separate times. One thing that is going to hurt Nick going forward is um, the ongoing days of our Steelers. Uh, Not only has Le'Veon Bell left the team, which makes their running attack. Yes, John, James, John Connor. (laughs) This is not the Terminator. Uh, James Connor has been doing okay, but he's not the threat that Le'Veon Bell is. So they don't have to respect it as much. Not only that, but now on top of that, Antonio Brown is being the little diva that he is and uh, might not actually be playing. So it's going to hurt Nick just as much as Le'Veon not playing hurts Doc. Um, I don't see Nick bouncing back anytime in the near future. 
I mean, I think it'll get better. Um, I mean, it'll get better than the 36 points he scored <laughs> last week. Um, but, yeah, I think, I, I, you know, as far as all the other teams go, it might be panic time, and it might be time to maybe make a trade. Um, so I think that's where we stand with that. Uh, standing at the number nine spot is the other, excuse me, is the other uh, 0-2. 0-2 team. No, I'm kidding. That's a joke. Nate is not at the bottom of the list. Um, that's my bad. Uh, is a one and one team. Um, that would be Mitch's personal nightmare. Uh, that's not his team name, but um, it's my play on his team name. The nightmare oh. cometh. Personal nightmare. Oh, okay. okay. See, I know the team names. I'm I mean, I know the, the team, team names, names too, but we didn't rehearse uh, what your uh, pet nicknames were for each team. So that's not my fault. It's right here on the screen. You can see the screen. We are in the same room. Oh well, that's a first. all right so uh he did win last week against nick um he got 36 nick only scored 36 points so that's not hard to beat uh but for the most part mitch has kind of been um a weak punching bag uh he's he's only scored 172 points um for the record most of us have scored around 200 or not quite 200 um so he's 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 not punching as hard as he should be Mm -hmm. uh and his team situation is it's, it's a little up and down. Uh, his running backs don't exist. I would not say that. Austin Eckler has been having one hell of a year so far. Yeah, he's having a hell of a year, but he's not the main guy. He's not the main and guy, but you, but he's, he's essentially Danny Woodhead 2.0. Okay, so he's got a running back two as his running back one. I, I mean... Hey, it's a solid running back when you have nobody else. You know what? Fair enough. Um, but the problems with the rest of his team, especially with I th- especially I think with AJ Green and Devin Funches, is that his team's built on boomer bust. Mm-hmm. And we all know how fun that is. Um, Travis Kelsey is obviously always going to be a really solid solid option. Um, he's. His keeper, remember this year, was Deshaun Watson, who has turned into a pumpkin. He's turned yep. into a pumpkin. Um, he can only he got twenty two points, but a lot of that was fourth quarter against the Tennessee Titans. So last year he looked like the right handed Michael Vick. Now he looks like the right handed Joe Flacco. <laughs> I, mean, I wouldn't go that far, um, but I get what you're saying. He has Jared Goff, but you know Jared Goff is a, he's good at. Moving the ball around, I don't necessarily think he's a good like fantasy fantasy, fantasy guy. Um, you know, but he's got the Rams defense, so he doesn't have to worry about that as far as you know defensive defensively or really kicker. He's got Goskowski. Um, he's still waiting on Derrick Henry to break out. He's still waiting on Tarek Cohen to have a bigger role in Chicago. Uh, look, or I guess he, actually he just dropped Latavius Murray, so he doesn't even have that to fall back on. I picked him up. We'll talk about that in a minute. <laughs> um, so. He's a lot of running back. His running back situations. Trade for a running back. That's- I I will say though, you deserve these running back woes because uh, you drafted Rex Burkhead number sixty two overall, and as Zoo always says, do not trust a New England running back. Never. It's the Bill motto. Belichick. It's motto. Bill Belichick's wife must have fucked a running back in the past, and he just hates running backs so it's the only thing that makes sense exactly so there's no reason to have shelved a new england running back ever all right so our uh next two teams are tied for seventh place get used to that there's going to be a lot of ties there's only been two weeks of games 
records aren't different. The points scored are really close, so that's just the way it's going to be. Um, so uh, I'm only going to give the, the – for tied teams, sorry, tied teams, uh, I'm going to be starting with the team that scored the least and then moving up. That's how it's ordered right now. So uh, tied for seventh um, is Ducks Hurricane. Um, he changed his name, which was nice since he had the same name as last year. Um, but uh, he's, he's, he's struggling a little bit. Um, part of that's because he got screwed when his number one pick – uh, or, or his keeper, I guess, is when his keeper... Might as well have been a number um, one pick. Yeah, right, it would have been. Anyway, when his keeper is still out, Le'Veon Bell, obviously. Um, and now he's lost another running back in Joe Mixon uh, for a couple of weeks. Uh, the wide receiver option. The wide receiver options are really good. He's got Adam Thielen, he's got Julio Jones. Um, so that's, and Golden Tate. And Golden that Tate, that's super solid. Uh, he, just, he just has a running back. And again, he has a running back problem, and this wasn't a running back problem that he caused. This is a running back problem that was placed in his pocket, you know, placed in his in his lap. Everyone thought Le'Veon Bell was going to come back, just like he did last year. Yeah. Um, and then Joe Mixon getting injured. I mean, you can't, you can't predict injuries. Yeah. So, uh, honestly, I think if I'm, he's only one-on-one one right now, so I, I don't think it's, like, trade time yet to fix the running back situation. But if he wanted to, I bet he could dangle one of his two big wide receivers and get something, something good. But he, if it would be different if he was on two. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at his team running Dion Lewis and Chris Carson. Now Dion Lewis was a late pickup for him, a late draft pick. However, it's turned out amazing because Tennessee's stupid. Tennessee is stupid. We, it really doesn't make any sense as to why Derrick Henry is not starting and or not getting, car- or getting more carries. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like carrying the workload here. He is a workhorse back who is not carrying the workload. It makes no sense. So Dion Lewis is doing decent for him, pretty much RB2 production. Having to run Chris Carson as your RB2 is what's really killing the guy right now. Um, other than that, you have Evan Ingram. I mean, he has a good team. Well, that, oh, that Evan Ingram pick seemed really good. I think Evan Ingram's going to be shit the rest of the year. Really? New York Giants can't do anything. They, Eli Manning has three seconds to make a make a choice to where to throw the ball, and Eli Manning showed against Dallas last week that he can't he, – he doesn't make adjustments at the line anymore. You seem a little salty about the uh, Giants' offense. May this be because of your running back situation. Saquon Barkley, I mean, my running back situation is really awesome whenever we get there, and you'll see that. But I am <laughs> angry that my Saquon Barkley has to spin move seven times <laughs> before he can get positive yards because nobody on that team can block worth a damn. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so <laughs> – the woes continue for Julio Jones. Honestly, when you have Julio Jones, you can rely on the yardage. However, um, what is the offensive coordinator's name? Steve Sarkeesian. Steve Sarkeesian must hate Julio Jones as a, uh, as a uh, touchdown target because he will never get another touchdown, apparently, in the entirety of his career. You know, we, that hasn't been a and I, something anyone's said yet, I don't think. But is it possible that Steve Sarkeesian keeps playing people who pick up Julio Jones before he can in fantasy. <laughs> and he is on purpose creating these terrible red zone plays. 
He must. I mean, he must have something against his own team. That's the only thing that makes any damn sense. Exactly. Um, so we're going to move on to uh, Nathan's team, Nathan McCorney's team, and his, uh, his, his struggling moles. And the Melbourne Badgers. And the, most of this rank, him being in seventh is mostly due to uh, his record more than anything else. He has put up some big number of games. Like, he's put up, like, the fourth, fifth amount of points, like, each week. But each time he gets put up against somebody who just just edges him by, um, so Nathan's got to be pretty pissed that he's sitting at zero and two right now, um, and I think this is definitely like a must win week because you just you don't want to start back zero and three. I mean, it feels good to score a hundred points each week, but to not get a win when you score that whenever you have that big moment, mm-hmm. um, I mean, I would be pissed if I was him. I'd be so fucking pissed. He does have the uh, most amount of scores uh, scored against him at this time. Uh, so his running back situation. Um, he did just lose Devonta Freeman. Uh, he lost Devonta Freeman last week. We'll get into that when we do the game recaps. Um, he's got Zeke. Zeke seems like he's going to be a lot. And he lost uh, Greg Olson. Yeah, he's being. <laughs> he's being hit by injury very hard right now. Getting hit by bad injuries. So Nate did something. Fantasy gods are mad. Yep. Fantasy gods are very mad. You better appease them. <laughs> um, so he's got Big Ben. So basically, that's his QB on the road. On whenever Big Ben's at home, and then his backup is Alex Smith, who is the checkdown like, machine. Play like shit against Indianapolis. Um, so it's I. I think some people in Washington are starting to wonder: Is uh, Alex Smith a product of his weapons in Kansas City and not um, a, that good of a quarterback? We'll see. I think Alex Smith will bounce back. Um, as far as wide receivers, uh, if we were in a PPR league, I think he'd be kicking a lot of ass. Allen Robinson has seen a shit ton of looks. But the problem is Devontae Adams should have been an amazing pick. Aaron Rodgers is hurt. He still Aaron, is an amazing pick. I mean, look at, his, look at his production already. I mean, yeah, 12, I and, think, 12 and 14, obviously, he's not, like, amazing godlike. But when you're putting up 10... Ten or more a week is my baseline for a good wide receiver pick. Okay, you know, that's that's why, and honestly, that is what I attribute to why I went to the playoffs my first two years of being in this league. Why? Two words, Eric Decker. Eric Decker put up ten points or more every week. Did he put up twenty ever? No. But he put up ten or more points every single week. If every single person on your team puts up 10 points, you're going to win every week. For the record, everyone, uh, Mr. Peaches cried for about a week after Eric Decker retired because he loved Eric Decker It was so, a sad, sad day. So, so much. But the reason I'm talking about Adams is because Aaron Rodgers is clearly hampered with his brace. The Green Bay line has to work a lot harder to make sure that no pressure can get to him. Mm-hmm. And so I just don't think that means there's enough time for Devontae Adams, like, plays to develop for Adams to, you know, score those big points. You're right. He's still going to score. Like, he's not a terrible wide receiver. I just think whenever you pick Devontae Adams when he did, you know, you expect a lot more. Um, but good news is on the way. Carson Wentz is back, which means Nelson Aguilar's, uh, uh Aguilar. Aguilar, uh, what's the word? Is going to have value. a bigger upside. Yes, value went up. Um... And while Alshon Jeffrey is out, he's going to have a bigger upside too because he's pretty much uh, Philadelphia's number one receiver. Yeah. And 
the the Freeman injury really does hurt for sure. He's got to start Isaiah Crowell, um, who has big games, but sometimes doesn't have. He big doesn't games. have to. He did just pick up Giovanni Bernard. Oh, there you go. That's a smart pickup. Look mm-hmm. at that. Nate working the wire. Um, so I I wouldn't worry about if I was Nate. I wouldn't worry. I mean, you put up a hundred points the last two weeks. You just you hit good teams or got really unlucky mm-hmm. either way. Um, and the injuries. I mean, you have two big injuries. But, you know, what's the chances the third's going to hit, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> so Pretty high if your name is Zoo. Oh, God, let's not talk about that right now. Um, so, Moving Nate, on. Yeah, moving on. Nate's, Nate's, I think Nate's sitting in a good spot. Um, so these next teams are all tied for third. They're all one and one, and they all have 100 to 190, or 190 to 197 points. There really is just no way for me based off past performance, to figure out a way to really differentiate them. Um, but next week, the records will be different. The points there, will be different. Are there four of us? There are. There is four tied for number three. Um, that's how crazy it is right now. So we'll start at the bottom um, with Brandon slash Peaches' bomb. Uh, so you're one and one. You feeling good or are you feeling scared? You know, you, you're not 2-0. and oh. Everyone wants to be 2-0. and oh. Um... I'm not very scared, and the okay. reason is is because last week was the last week I had to deal with Tyrod Taylor as my quarterback. I'm very happy. I knew this coming into the draft. I, it was a hard pick for who I wanted to be my quarterback, and I knew that I could get Carson Wentz in a later round, so I ended up going with a serviceable quarterback that got me through week one, but could not, for the life of him, be a quarterback in week two. And that really hurt me. Um, I'm dealing with some injuries. Dalvin Cook going down last week also hampered my points production. Kamara was decent, but he wasn't his godlike self. Um, Zoo's not very high on Keenan Allen. I still hold that he is a very big um, weapon in that team. Yes, he only got 60 receiving yards uh, last week, but put a touchdown on top of that, and he has a perfectly fine week. Yeah, so uh, you're right. Your QB situation has cleared up a lot. Um, I would. I'm not gonna necessarily say that I would feel super great about relying on Carson Wentz to like super do produce over the next couple weeks. Which is why but, I picked up Fitz Magic. Yeah. Oh, that's right. You got Fitz Magic. I got Fitz Magic because we're going. I'm putting. I'm putting Ryan Fitz Magic up against a Pittsburgh secondary that's more por- porous than Swiss cheese. And guess where all of his points have come the last two weeks? By throwing 75 yards to Deshaun Jackson. I wonder what's going to happen this week. <laughs> yeah, so the Fitz magic is clearly the play there. Um, so he does have a quarterback. So with that Carson Wentz, once Carson Wentz you know, finally gets in the groove of things, he can start Carson Wentz. Dalvin Cook injury obviously hurts, um, especially whenever uh, you got the Mal- uh, Marlon Mack as uh, basically your backup running back also down and not doing anything. I did Dude. go pick up Latavius Murray as my handcuff, though. Right. So that, that's essentially saving me. Any Dalvin Cook issues that might help happen the rest of the season because exactly. Dalvin Cook is coming back from an ACL tear. Wide receivers are solid, for sure. You know, Keenan Allen and T.Y. Hilton, and then obviously Marvin Jones. I would say Marvin Jones is the third uh, third, wide, third wide receiver in Detroit. He um, is. But the, the emergence of Gallad- Galladay, Galladay. Galladay. Yep. has really eaten into his production. I'm... The f- the flex position on my team 
is in question at the moment, and I'm going to have to figure out uh, what I'm doing there. Yeah, and honestly, your tight end is really good until he gets injured, whenever that happens, because it's going to happen. It's Jordan Reed. Yep. Um, he only had three points last week, but I think... If uh, Alex Smith continues to be a check-down quarterback, I think Jordan Reed will start to get a lot more points. Which is what I'm hoping to. Um, I can only hope that he stays healthy. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the one thing. You just keep sacrificing goats until, until, <laughs> until the season is over. Because <laughs> man, is he man is he injury prone? Uh, I lost my page. I can't see what your team looks like right now. Talk about your team. <laughs> Um, other than that, I got Jimmy Graham as a backup tight end. Uh, obviously, I drafted him higher than Jordan Reed, which is just great. Yeah. <laughs> well, and you're still waiting on Julian Edelman to come back from suspension. Honestly, um, he's trade bait for me. I don't ever intend on starting Julian Edelman. Well, and now that Josh Gordon's there, if Josh Gordon produces, I don't. You know, Julian's Edelman. Julian Edelman's uh, stock definitely went down. I mean, his stock went. His stock goes down, but. That's obviously think, if the, if Josh comes back. That's well, not if, a if guarantee. Jo- I mean, he's gonna come back. I think he's playing this week. No, he's cleared to play this week. He's not in the injury, the hamstring injury. Doesn't mean that he the, he's not on the injury report. Yeah. So he's cleared to play health wise. Yeah. Doesn't mean he's cleared to play playbook wise. Uh you think he's you think Belichick's gonna hold him until he gets the playbook down? It's the Patriots. Yeah, okay. They're professionals. Hey, well, this is not amateur hour in New England. We <laughs> hate came, it. He came from the but Browns, but you gotta respect it. He came from the Browns, so uh, again, I don't think that Julian Edelman's workload's gonna be hit that much. You gotta think that Josh Gordon and Julian Edelman are two different types of receivers. Yeah, they are, but I think you can say that Randy. Whenever Randy Moss was around, that Wes Welker took a hit. Yeah, but Wes products. Welker was still Wes Welker. Yeah, it's just not, it's not the same. And I, I know. I'm just I'm anyway. Like, Brandon's got a good team with a good outlook. Um, he's not under. He's not winless, and every the world is his oyster. Got the first loss out of the way. Yes, I thought you were going to say only loss. Um, right up behind him or right above him is Andrew's graveyard. Is what I'm going to call it for now. It's his memorial, Flash Gordon memorial team. Uh, look, him drafting Gordon and then Gordon going to New England could be what wins him this league this year. If Gordon does what Gordon has the potential to do. I wouldn't bet on it because I feel like the culture that's in New England, the culture that's in New England um, will really, really, just, I don't think that's going to mesh with Josh Gordon. If he hasn't given, he's gotten all these chances before. I think he's, I think he's going to have a great time in New England. I, with the Browns, you're playing on a, te- on a team that sucks, to be completely honest. They are a terrible run team. They are a terrible coached team. They are a terrible organization in general. I, like, Baker Mayfield has his work cut out for him to carry the goddamn Browns on his back if they're going to win. I think that putting structure around Josh Gordon is good for him. That being said, I don't think Belichick's going to give him a whole lot of chances. Zero. Zero chances. So if he does fuck up within the system, he's gone. And I don't know that any other team's really going to take a flyer out on him after Belichick can't even fix him. Yeah. So 
that's really what you're hoping for right now. Yeah. Um, I do have a question for you, Andrew, if you're going to listen to this. Uh, what defense are you starting, buddy? Because right now you don't have a defense plugged in. It's the day before game day, and your only defense on your bench is the Dolphins. Well, you know, maybe <laughs> he's just decided that the Dolphins are going to get negative points, and he doesn't want negative points. Oh, so, so he's just, just sitting just out a defense, zero. period. Just take the zero. <laughs> I've done it before. I don't blame you. The, only, re- the only, way that, only way that I've done that is when I'm winning... By like two points on a Monday night. Yeah, uh, two points <laughs> yeah. on a Monday night, and I'm just like, "Fuck this shit! I'm not. I'm not." Hashtag nope. <laughs> so uh, that's not the only issue on uh, Andrew's roster, though. Right now, he's got to be sounding the alarm on his running backs. Has to be. Jai is dealing with some injury problems. He's in a running back committee. Mark Ingram is coming back soon. Um, I, it but might be next even, week. Well, but and even then. hang on, let me finish my point, sir. Sir. Okay, and David Johnson. Does not exist. He right does now. not exist in Arizona. Right now. I don't know what's happening in Arizona. Their new offensive coordinator, or assuming a new offensive coordinator, doesn't know that he has David Johnson. <laughs> He's unaware. And this offense is terrible. And he just needs to start getting fed the rock. And if he's not going to get fed the rock, David Johnson ain't worth a damn. True. Um, let me look it up. Uh, he's got Gronk. Gronk only had one point, but that was the Jags. That's day, the so. Jags. They so were that's, going. you know, don't okay, have to worry so about Okay, so David that. Johnson, just to shortly go back there because I'm pulling up information as we go. Um, his, wow. I, yeah, did, not, not I did not know it was it's this bad. It's not good. He's not getting who targets else, in the passing game. It, who else is in the backfield? No one. They're just not running the They're ball? They're terrible. Oh, wow. They're just so damn bad. Wow. Um. I mean, the week one, David Johnson, he got his fantasy value. Not the David Johnson that we're used to, but he at least he got 12. Last week, he was Look, non-existent. Man, you can put bread on a piece of shit and call it a shit sandwich. It's still <laughs> going to taste like shit, okay? So, um, look, David Johnson is, for me, if I had David Johnson, David Johnson is benched until he provides value. How but can I, you bench David Johnson, though? What if he breaks out? What if he has that breakout game? Do you, then you take... I mean, if I had other running backs, then I'd bench him. If I'm Andrew, I don't bench him due to his running back situation. But if he had healthy running backs, I'd bench David Johnson. That's not... It's too It's too risky. Uh, it's too risky. I guess you're right. Like, it's... I mean, unless he's playing, like, the Buffalo Bills or some defense that is True. so bad that... It, David Johnson's accidentally going to get the ball and fall in the end zone because they sure as hell ain't scheming for him to fall in the end zone right now. We're going to move on though. Uh, Michael Thomas, Drew Brees, he's got that's his, also his quarterback. That pair looks amazing. They looked amazing against them Cleveland last night or last week. Um, Drew Brees might be getting old, but he can still sling it. Not a worry. Quincy Inua, um, he had a big game or at least a kind of a coming out game against Detroit. He, he's put up points on uh, against the uh, Miami, uh, but he didn't do much against Cleveland. Honestly, well, okay, see, here's the problem with the Jets wide receivers. There are so many options in the Jets organization to go to. I just don't think that there's a number one wide receiver right now. I think that... Uh, he should just start Deshaun Jackson with Fitzmagic until that's done. <laughs> that's that's what I think. Well, yeah, I mean, he's got him in his flex right now, but other than that, he doesn't even have a wide receiver to start. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's still... He definitely not. has a wide receiver problem. Yeah, he's... I mean, he's, he's Sammy Watkins. 
know? No. Sammy Watkins did work last week. He got 13 points. Obviously, it's not going to happen, but Kansas City is clearly moving the ball around. Hey, hey, um, have you heard of this guy named, I, and I know you might not have heard him, have you heard of this guy named Tyreek Hill? He is the only wide receiver that is fantasy relevant in Kansas City. The only reason that Sammy Watkins had 13 points last week is because Patrick Mahomes was a god. Patrick Mahomes threw for how many yards and how many touchdowns? A lot and a lot. Exactly. So that's not going to happen every week. I respectfully disagree. I think I think I think Sammy Watkins is not going to be a good play every single week. I but I think he has the chance to bust out 10 plus points because I think at some point everyone's going to try and uh, scheme for Tyreek Hill Andy Reid's a smart motherfucker and he's going to scheme right back and he's going to have these rub concepts that where everyone's pretty attention I just they don't just go the other way I just don't think that Sammy Watkins has been fantasy relevant since he left the goddamn Bills <laughs> that is fair I would agree with that uh, he's got Lamar Miller who's basically the new version of Frank Gore I kind of said that last week I'm sorry I'm repeating myself um Oh, hey, Andrew, how did Adrian Peterson go last week? Okay. Just because... <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to protect Andrew here, Andrew. Andrew, I got your back. Anybody would have started a running back running back against the Indianapolis Colts defense. No, you don't. You Dar- respect... Dar- you Dar- respect... You put respect on the Colts' name right now. You no, put, no. You put they some respect had, on and that And before name. that Sunday, they did not have respect. They had <laughs> not earned it. Darius Leonard had his coming out party. <laughs> now they've earned it. I'm not going to say that we're good against the run. No. No, they're still terrible against the run. We had a crazy, awesome day. Okay, it see, but this is, this, this is exactly what happens, though, with Adrian Peterson. It happened with the Cardinals. It's now happened with the Washington Redskins. He has one stupid good game and then goes back to being a pumpkin. I don't... He should just get traded before every game because apparently that's the key to being amazing if your name is Adrian Peterson now. That would be kind of funny. That'd be funny. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to move on, though. We're going to move on to uh, uh, the Brett's Pizza. Uh, he had a big one last week. He beat you, 117-73. Yeah, it wasn't even a contest. No, it was not. And i pretty sure – I think this was the game that I was a wash on. Like I was kind of like kind of like wishy-washy about who was going to win, and I gave the edge to Brett. Then I think I gave the edge to you, but I don't remember how that went down. I'd have to listen again, and I'm not going to listen to myself talk. Um, <laughs> But uh, he's got Kareem Hunt. I love his running back so much. Kareem Hunt and Christian McCaffrey has got to be the best one-two punch in running backs in this league. It has to be. I mean, I don't – I'm not – How do you beat it? I'm not a believer in fucking – Who? In Christian McCaffrey. I'm not a believer in Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey's going to shove it down your throat. Christian McCaffrey shoved it down your throat last week. With 13 points, you're saying that he was there. He's consistent. I'm not saying he's going to pull out an Alvin Kamara 33-point weaker out of his ass. His first week was seven. Who'd they play? I don't even know. That's like an – they played Dallas. Dallas has a surprisingly good defense. That front? I'm just saying I'm not a believer in Christian McCaffrey. He has yet to find the end zone. Yes, he was receiving back. Yes, he's going to get the majority of the, the attempts at running back because they got rid of Jonathan Stewart. I'm not a believer in him. You know I what? don't think he showed you know a lot of flash last year. Brandon, he didn't show a lot of flash this Brandon, year. Brandon, you keep shitting on him, and maybe Brett will trade him to me. I'm I, in. I'm there. I'm so I don't there. Care. I'm so there, I don't Brett. care. The only, right, the only running back that I am scared of is Kareem Hunt, and honestly, he hasn't done that much this year either. Well, they, you don't need to when Patrick Mahomes throws for six touchdowns. I mean, he did better than his first week. His first week, he got four. 
So that was, I that was mean, a weird. The, his wide receivers are terrifying. Well, boomer bust one. Yeah, asterisk, bust big wide. asterisk. My but they is, are terrifying they are. because they can take you at any moment. Oh, for sure. Like with Will Fuller and Mike Evans. Yeah, that's definitely like I'm pretty sure I'm playing them this week, and I'm I'm scared shitless. Not going to lie. Trey Burton. Uh, Jerry still. I'm, I'm, I'm a believer. Up. I'm a believer in Trey Burton. I think, I think it can happen. The, I think the the Chicago team is on the come up. Um, obviously, he didn't find the end zone week one. He's he is their end zone target. I mean, you have Allen Robinson. One of the Allens from the Jacksonville Jaguars went there. I Robinson. think it's Allen Robinson. Robinson. Yeah. Um, as their kind of stretch guy to get down the field. But Trey Burton is their end zone guy. I don't. I don't. Well, we would find out if they really ever made the end zone. They, yeah, right. Really, they really haven't scored that much. Their defense is scoring all the damn time. Yeah, that which is, is also on Brett's team. Yeah, that whole Cleo Mack thing is looking real good for Brett. Which did he draft the Bears? No, hell no, he picked him up on the waiver wire before I could grab him. No, I mean like, did we draft before? Mack yeah, got we traded? yeah we drafted before Mac got traded. Yeah, I was about to say because if Mac was. <laughs> yeah, no. If we yeah. knew Mac was going to be on the Bears, that would have been a team that was drafted. Yeah, not just for sure. Um, he's got some serviceable guys on the bench. Uh, Robert Woods is he's got. I mean, let's honestly, Brett's team should just be called the Brett's Boomer Bust. Yeah, because that I mean that's kind of how the rest of his team is set up. Uh, Keelan Cole had a really big week last week against New England, but you know, are you really going to expect Keelan Cole and? And Blake Bortles to continue to produce like that's just no one trusts Blake Bortles. Yeah, uh, he did pick up Philip Lindsay, the Denver running back who's got the hot hand right now. Um, I I don't know if there's ever a time where Philip Lindsay being on your bench f- makes you feel good. I just don't think you ever actually want to start Philip Lindsay, <laughs> honestly, because it you know I mean it depends. He, he's honestly, got, he's, it depends. Look at how much production he's had. He's obviously got production. It's, it's not going to sustain. It's not going to sustain, but. He's shown for two games now against decent defenses. We're not saying good. Obviously, the Legion of Boom has been gutted, but they still have Bobby Wagner. They still have Earl Thomas. Uh huh. And who did Philip Lindsay play last week? Oakland. They o- still have Bruce. They're, they still, they're fucking awful. They still have awful. Bruce Irvin. No, no, no. Oakland is not a god awful defense. They're not they a Bills esque, but they're they're a de- they're not even indie esque. They're a decent defense. I disagree a hundred thousand percent. They have playmakers. All right, we're going to move we're, on. We're sounding like Shannon Sharp and... Uh, Don't say Skip Bayless. Skip Bayless over here. You. All right, anyway, <laughs> Brett's team is a team to be afraid of every time you face him. That's, he should be well within the running. Um, and then finally, also tied for third, is Delaney's Noodle. The Danger Noodles. The Danger Noodles. Take them to the Danger Noodles. I, I don't know why they're from Tennessee. I would love an explanation. I feel like I'm missing out on a joke. I mean, maybe there's a rattlesnake joke there. Rattlesnakes occur in lots of places, Brandon. <laughs> I just, wouldn't know that. Not I'm just, not a zoologist. Not, it's just also not <laughs> just Tennessee. All right, but so uh, he's got he's riding the Philip Rivers party right now. Um, unfortunately for him, Aaron Rodgers did get injured, and so Aaron Rodgers is kind of a scary play. Um, I was really shocked that Aaron Rodgers didn't die against Minnesota. They must have game-planned like a boss. Mm. Um, so I was really shocked. And maybe I mean, but he didn't look like his Aaron Rodgers. Oh, so hell no. But he didn't put up Aaron Rodgers' numbers. He didn't. Yeah, but I, I honestly thought Aaron Rodgers was just going to die on that field with, yeah. the, with the way. But the Green Bay. I mean, Anthony Barr didn't injure him again. So. Yeah, so Green Bay offensive line just did a really good job. 
However, I think it's pretty obvious, or not maybe not obvious, but I think the comments coming out of Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers is clearly feeling more and more pain each week as this goes on, which is obviously going to make him less effective. Um, Melvin Gordon. Is a god. He keeps playing like only like three quarters of a game and still putting up like 20 fucking points. Melvin Gordon is a god. I love Melvin Gordon on Wisconsin and all that. It took three years of you saying, I love Melvin Gordon, but... It happened, though. It happened. It, it happened. It finally happened. It happened. It's happening. Ron Paul Jiff. <laughs> uh, DeAndre Hopkins is obviously going to be solid as hell unless he's on my team. Um, the Jarvis Landry. Jarvis Landry has not been as I big never, of a guy I, as the Browns thought he was going to be. I never believed in Jarvis Landry, honest to God. And I don't know if that's just like a Miami bias thing. And then he went to Cleveland. And then I mean, I, he's, put up, he's put up almost 100 yards each game. Yeah. No, well, because it's like, the only can't option. Find, you can't find the end zone. No one in Cleveland can find the end zone. <laughs> Did you watch the game? It took forever. They had to replace the quarterback. Anyway, so Jarvis Landry. I think Jarvis Landry, if Baker Mayfield starts, which he should, Jarvis Landry will see more production. Um, I don't think it's wide receiver one production, but you don't need that when you have DeAndre Hopkins. Hopkins. So, no biggie there for uh, for for Nate. Uh, Zach Ertz, Carson Wentz is back. That's going to look even smarter and smarter and smarter as the year goes by. Exactly. Um, the bench the bench stuff. Uh, he's got Eric Ebron. Eric Ebron is obviously not worth starting over Zach Ertz. He, Eric Ebron has been boomer bust right now. Yeah, and he, only, he doesn't really see that much playing time. And the, the wide receiver that I really like in Marquise Goodwin with Jimmy Garoppolo back there, Marquise has been injured the whole time, mm-hmm. so he's not doing him any good. Uh, Michael Crabtree plays for Baltimore. I will not say any more about that, but you guys know my feelings about Baltimore. Um, so Joe the wide, he's. I really feel like the wide. He's got. I think he's got a wide receiver problem. I think. I think Nate has a wide receiver problem. I honestly think that Nate has a running back problem. A running back two problem. Yeah, uh, he's kind of just sitting there. He's. You got. You only have two. He only has two running backs on the bench, and both, both of them are in committees. And maybe Jordan. I mean, honestly, I mean, honestly, Alex Collins sucks too. He's he's seeing all of his goal line looks just completely eaten up by Buck Allen. Yeah, like Buck Allen, you might as well go and get fucking Buck Allen because he's probably gonna have a touchdown each fucking game. So, just like I always say about New England running backs, I mean, just don't trust Baltimore offensive players at all. <laughs> just at all, just, just don't trust it. Just don't do it. Just just, just don't, don't do it. it. All right, so finally we'll move to the final tied group. Tied for first are the undefeated teams um, with over just over 200 points scored, if I believe correctly. Yeah. A Yes, at, well, not more than, a little bit more than just. 233 points scored um, is uh, Angie's, Angie's name change. Um, she is 2-0. She is also a shocker. Seen the least amount of points scored against her, which is how it always is. Yeah, so she she's consistently just blowing out other teams. I mean, we all knew this going into the season. We know that when we face Angie, she sacrifices some bullshit, prays to her demon lords, and makes our teams play like shit. Well, this year her demon lord is Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> uh, she actually she benched Tom Brady against Jacksonville, which obviously smart, uh, but no one. No one thought Patrick Mahomes was going to do what he did last week. Um, her running backs are question mark Todd Gurley, awesome. 
without a doubt. That's not what I'm saying. Exactly. LaShawn McCoy playing in that Buffalo. Yeah, there's a reason why I didn't draft him this year. I drafted him two years prior. There's a reason why I didn't draft him this year. But she doesn't give a shit. Why doesn't she give a shit? She's got Tyreek goddamn Hill. Oh, yeah. Fuck. If you had Tyreek Hill as your wide... Tyreek Hill as your wide receiver, Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah. We'll, talk, we'll get to that in a second. So she, she has OBJ... He's still going to see targets, even though... But it, it's not going to be like... They're not going to be quality targets. Yeah, it's, he's going to have to force it. Yeah, he's going to have to do, like, classic... Just all one-hand catches all the damn time. And then, of course, she's got Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders, who I'm really high on. <laughs> she has the prop, those, but the She pro- has those two every year. Yeah, no, she does. Every year. However, last week, she she fucked up. Played the wrong one? She played the wrong one. And I, I feel like, for me as a fantasy player, that would drive me fucking insane. <laughs> I would she, honestly. She I would, does it every fucking year. I would honestly trade one of them just so I wouldn't have to look at it anymore. Um, but either way, the wide receivers are set up. OBJ might be playing in a shit offense, but he's still you, OBJ. You can't, you can't bench him. You just can't. Um, the running back situation. She could use a better running back. She has Duke Johnson. She has a tight end problem. Get rid of Duke Johnson. Uh, she has a tight end problem right now. She has a tight end problem. Period. She has a tight no well OJ Howard has shown up as the the tight end you want from Tampa Bay. Yeah, that's fine. But whenever Fitzmagic finally runs out and Jameis Winston comes back, he loves Cameron Rate. Cameron Rate will be important if, again. If Jameis Winston comes back. Fitzmagic's gonna run out. It's gonna be I, sad. It doesn't no, it doesn't matter if Fitzmagic runs out. Fitzpatrick has led them to two wins. Yeah. Jameis Winston sucks. <laughs> Okay, but if Fitzmagic runs out... I, I'm aware, but what I'm saying is is that you have a guy that's led you to two wins. How many fucking wins has Jameis led you really to in the last couple of years? Has he taken you to the playoffs even? Why not just keep flying with fucking Fitzpatrick? Because it's not that much of a change anyways. You're probably paying Fitzpatrick less than you are fucking Jameis Winston. I mean, I would hope so. He's the backup quarterback. Exactly. So, <laughs> I... I think that's more of an if. You know what? And that's fair. You know what? If I had Cameron Bray, maybe I'd drop him as well. But when Fitzmagic runs out, because it's going to run out, we're all going to be sad. And whenever it does, everyone has to shave their beard as a sign of respect for Fitzmagic. Oh, God. That's that's the rule. Shave their beard, (laughs) wear some uh, gold chains, and look like you're... uh, You have to do that before you shave. A weird bookie. A weird bookie. Oh, my God. At any rate, Angie's team scares the hell out of me. If she plays the right players, she needs another running back. But she could honestly just bench LaShawn McCoy and still be scary. Like, just don't put anybody in that second right receiver or that second running back spot. And I'd still be like, oh, fuck, what is Todd really going to do? Is Tyreek Hill going to do his thing? And is OBJ going to have his big game? Mm-hmm. It would scare me. So she's she, be- she deserves to be undefeated. She has earned it. She has scored those points. This, her team is worth it. Finally, uh, she really is stacked by her receivers. She's got so many. She's she's drowning in them. Finally, my team scoring the most amount of points. Gruden's shit list. Gruden's shit list. Zoo's shit list, or as it is, not shit list for right now. Zoo's lucky as fuck running back situation. Oh, boy. Yeah. That's what we should just call you. That is, I mean, yes, I have been blessed. I really have. Some of that, now, to be fair... Some of that was draft strategy. I you did- drafted James Conner late because you thought Le'Veon wasn't going to sign. It ended up being correct. However, 
Le'Veon's being a little bitch. <laughs> right. He shouldn't have been being but, a little bitch. Okay, look. So here's the deal. I drafted James Conner because I thought there was a chance that maybe Le'Veon Bell sits out like a week, maybe two. Did not think he's going to be sitting until what's basically going to be week 10. Mm-hmm. Lucky break for me. I specifically drafted Tevin Coleman because I know Devontae Freeman is... Well, I mean, Tevin Coleman even has value... Without if, it, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. If, even if Devontae is playing, he's still... I mean, honestly, I would say he's a flex play. Yeah, and I, that's and that's why I picked him up. It just so happens that, well, Freeman is out now. And I have dealt with so many goddamn injuries over the last... Well, since I've been in the league... Since the beginning. And I'm sick of it, so I, when I drafted people, I made sure I had people to replace them, which yeah. was smart. Whenever Leonard Fournette went down last week, I went out. I grabbed TJ Yeldon because I can't take that chance, so I have a handcuff there. You have too many goddamn running backs. I have, I have – I just have everything. Let's just be honest. Like, I have, like, four wide receivers on the bench. I have, like, three on the – three running backs on the bench. I just – I don't have any – when the buys come around, I'm going to be fucked. <laughs> I mean, but honestly, Stefan Diggs is doing good. Juju Smith-Schuster. Smith yeah, good. so... You're, I don't... Your bench-wide receivers aren't the most amazing. You got Galladay, but that's it. Amari Cooper sucks because Oakland sucks. Hogan... His value went down. His sure. value went down. His, Cooper his Cup went. is... Nah. Cooper Cup has the same amount of value as all the other wide receivers in St. In Louis. They're not there anymore. Sorry. Exactly. In, La- in Los Angeles. So, whenever the matchup's... Come up. I don't know that's, why you're not starting Kenny Galladay right now. Uh, my game t- decisions have not been made at this time. There's some injury issues that I'm waiting on right now. Um, Saquon scares the fuck out of me yeah. because he has to spin move every time. He's going to get tired, and it really makes me sad because that was my first-round pick. I did not think New York Giants' offensive line. I thought it was bad. I didn't think it was this terrible. However, Kirk Cousins has been amazing. Um, Stephon Diggs has been great. Uh, Juju has been a really great pickup because um, for whatever reason, I don't know if it's because everyone is like swarming Antonio Brown to make sure he's not open or if Big Ben's just sick of Antonio Brown's shit and he's throwing to Juju more. Yeah. Either way, Juju, Juju is seeing a lot of uh, a lot of time. And thank you, Nick Jones. You have provided me my defense for the rest of this year. I thought I was going to have to stream. You dropped the Titans D or the Titans D, excuse me, the Texans defense. J. Davon Clowney is either coming back this week or next week. I think they'll be solid for me for the rest of the year. Yep. So I feel really good about my team. Um, I've specifically built my team around being consistent instead of being boomer bust because I hate that shit. I just I can't I can't stand it. Um, but that that being said, th- there's there's a lot of risks, and um, I feel good being two and zero, but I I can be beat for sure. I'm worried about this week. Speaking of well, actually no. Bad transition. Awful transition. I am so sorry. Not speaking of this week. Speaking of last week, it's time for some awards. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's, let's let's stop at the top with everyone's new favorite. Oops, there's a dildo in my ass. I thought it was oops, there's a dick in my ass. No, it's specifically a dildo. <laughs> All right. So this is, of course, the Got Fucked Over Award. Got Fucked Over Award clearly goes to Nathan Bacorny. Yeah. Um, he got the big comeback from Big Ben. He had the 38 points. Uh, just so happens that he lost his number one running back in Devontae Freeman. And his opponent, me, had the backup. For the second straight week, I had the backup to the person who lost their running back. Um, it kind of looked like I was screwed, but then the Vikings 
uh, Kirk Cousins and Stephon Diggs on my team made a ferocious fourth quarter comeback and had overtime to put up some more points. This poor bastard is tied third for the most amount of points, or tied third for the most amount of points last week, and he still lost. This is the second time he scored over 100 and lost a game. He is just uh, having a bad, bad time, and I really do feel for him, but I'm glad I got the win. Yeah, it is quite unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, I. Ugh. Dildos and asses. Get that out. Um, the Davis Family Award, most points on the bench, uh, clearly. Without a doubt, goes to the man with eighty-four points on his bench. That's and then right. Scored and, thirty-six points. That's right. An eight and a four, but scored thirty-six total points. Congratulations, Nick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's you just, that was just awful luck. I think we'll recap the games here in a second, but that's wow. Ouch. Um, the luckiest son of a bitch this side of Angie is Angie. Good Patrick, job, Angie. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes went 38. It got 38 goddamn points through six touchdowns. I don't even know how many yards. It was probably like 500 or something like that. So it was something insane. Yeah. And she needed every bit of that to beat Nathan Delaney. If she misses, if she doesn't get one touchdown, if instead they decide to run the ball with Kareem Hunt instead of pass, yeah. she loses that game. Now, technically not by points, but I'm including some yards with that. So he, she loses that game or maybe ties. Um, which just so happens to be the game of this week. The game of the week was definitely, without a doubt, Angie versus Nate. Uh, it was the closest game. It was a good high-scoring game. Uh, you know, everyone put up points. You know, just maybe a play here, a play there. Could have gone your way. and Someone else would have ended up the winner. And we have a new award. We have the Peaches There Was an Attempt Award. So this award is going to go to... Um, well, you're going to explain the word if we don't know what the fuck this award is. You just That's what I'm saying. No, you're about to tell us who you gave, gave it to. No, that I was about to explain oh, it. Oh, okay. I thought you were about to say who you gave it to. And Dick. I was like, you got to explain <laughs> it. So this, so this award is going to be given out weekly to the person who gave an attempt. You gave an attempt at being fantasy relevant. And maybe it turned out great. Maybe it didn't. But there was an attempt. That's why it's called the Peaches. There was an attempt award. And this week, the winner is me. Uh, I did put out an attempt. I did field a good team. However, my team just didn't want to play this week. So, there was an attempt. But there was not a win. Congratulations on your attempt. So, let's recap that game, shall we? Ooh. Uh, so he was playing Brett. Brett came up with the win. It was 117 to 73, so not close. <laughs> uh, Kim Newton had a big game. Kareem Hump and McCaffrey had decent, average, games. decent games. Mike Evans had a decent game. Will Fuller had a great game in his first game back. Um, and then the Bears went apeshit. They, yeah. scored, they scored 19 Ever points. since they got Khalil Mack, it's kind of been a lot. So, yeah, it's been that way. Um, on the other side of the game, Tyra Taylor did nothing. Alvin Kamara did Okay. Decent for a running back, not good for him. Yeah. You lost Dalvin Cook uh, about halfway through that game. Which hurt. Yeah, for sure. Keenan Allen put up six points, which you have said before is what you want out of your wide receivers. Exactly. Um, T.Y. Hilton had a good game. George Reed did not have a good game. Yeah, the entire Washington did not have and a good game. And then that that Jaguars defense that you drafted in, like, the fifth round only scored four points. It was against New England. I assumed that that was going to happen. I mean... Look at any other defense against a Tom Brady offense. They're going to get destroyed. I apologize. You drafted them in the sixth round, not the fifth round. I saw it. And but then yeah. Adam Ventura didn't have a whole lot of work. 
there also wasn't a whole lot of help on your bench. No one scored over double digits. So this was going to be a lose no matter what you did. Exactly. So I feel good about myself. There was an attempt. <laughs> there was an attempt. All right. So we'll move on to the uh, other really big laugher this week between Mitch and Nick. Uh, Mitch scored over 100 points. Nick scored 36, which I'm kind of feeling like the least amount of points I've ever seen scored. I, it has to be. It's got to be close. Andrew, look. Had, had a good game. Had a good digits. game NFL-wise. Yeah. He managed the game. Did not have a good game fantasy-wise at no. all. At 11 points, that is Nick's highest scorer. <laughs> not good. Jordan Howard. Bad game. Royce Freeman, bad game. Well, Royce Freeman had a good game, but there's that problem with Philip Lindsay. Antonio Brown. For Antonio Brown, that was a terrible game. Six points. Randall Cobb. Eh. I'm pretty sure in the podcast before I told you not to start Randall Cobb, and you did. Oops. Jack Doyle did not deserve to be started ever. After what he did week one, Someone. swear to God, I see you start Jack Doyle again. <laughs> Someone's bitter. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald <laughs> was his flex. He's got a real problem with Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah. Which we've already covered. Uh, and then the Ravens deed got negative two points, which no one saw coming at all. And then the poor bastard lost his kicker. The kicker got cut. He Well, he didn't get cut before the game, but he had zero points. And then uh, I think he might be injured, actually. He didn't get cut. I can't remember. I think he's injured. Yeah. Uh, now, I, I will, I'm going to take the L on this one. I did tell Nick. I said, Nick. Do not start Matt Ryan until he proves that he can uh, score touchdowns. Well, Matt Ryan proved he scored touchdowns last week. He had 29 points. Now, obviously, that's not changing the course of this game. But it makes your whole bench scoring more than your rest of your team a lot better. This Uh, is just going to show do not listen to Zoo. (laughs) Well, hey, I was right about the Randall Cobb thing. Uh, Matt Breda had a lot of points, 21 on his bench as well. I don't blame him for not starting him. Mm-hmm. You know, Matt Brady, we didn't really know what that was going to be like. Um, on the other side of the ball, Jared Goff had a good game with 18. Uh, the running backs together basically didn't do anything because Rex Burkett didn't do anything against the Jags D. A.J. Green, three touchdowns, 24 points. Holy hell. Are we thinking that the Cincinnati Bengals are for real? Cincinnati is never for real. Don't, don't <laughs> just don't. They have Marvin. Cincinnati is never for real. Marvin, goddamn Lewis, still touches coaches that team. They will yeah. crash and burn. Yeah. And you know what? Maybe it'll be an injury, and it won't be fair. They will crash and burn. Travis Kelsey, twenty-two points, huge game. That Pittsburgh defense didn't know what the fuck was going on. Um, and then on his bench, just a lot of dink and dunks. Uh, Deshaun Watson had twenty-two points, so it wasn't that much better than Jared Goff. Uh, Mitch played this right. And uh, he got the easy win. Uh, we'll move on to my myself against uh, Nathan Picorni and his Melbourne uh, Melbourne Badger Mole. Uh, had a huge game out of Kirk Cousins. Um, a lot of that was thanks to the third fourth quarter. Saquon Barkley, I honestly think Saquon Barkley is so much better than even I thought he was. I've kind of been up his butt, but he still got ten points behind that line. Oh yeah, I mean, it was mostly gonna, on pa- it was out a good it was mostly on passing. But he still was like – there was this one play against Dallas where he caught the ball in the backfield and he literally break, broke three tackles in the backfield and then got five or seven yards of yeah. actual production. James Carter did okay. Um, I don't blame James Carter for only getting 13 points. I mean, that's that's actually good. That's really good. But Pittsburgh was behind a lot of this game, so it was surprising he got any points. Stephon Diggs had like a 75-yard touchdown. 
again in the fourth quarter. Juju Smith went out went, went out of his mind, and Kevin Tolman, Coleman had a good game. Um, so I, I really just I really did just get production from everybody. Um, on the flip side, I, I mean, I won 137 to 111. On the flip side for Nate, Ben Roethlisberger, big game, 38 points. Ezekiel Elliott, decent game at 13. Isaiah Crowell, not so great at 3. Uh, Devontae Adams and Allen Robinson got, you know, around 10 points. Um, and he got a big game out of Kenyon Drake. Kenyon Drake. I don't believe got, in Kenyon Drake right now. I, I mean, I don't either. And then he also got a big game out of the Cowboys. Uh, really could have used Isaiah Crowell doing something to make this game closer. But, I mean, that's a, it's a really tall tall order to ask your team to score more than 137 points. Yeah, right. I mean, that's that's insane. I mean, he had some more guys on the bench who did well. He had Nelson Aguilar. Oh, my God, I cannot say this fucking name. He had Nelson Aguilar score 14, and Marshall Lynch scored 12. But that's like, it's not – the difference wasn't on his bench. He hmm. played about as well as he could. Yeah. If he had Devontae Freeman, this game is completely different because I can't play Tevin Coleman. And then I'm probably losing 137 to 111 instead. Yeah. So it's just bad luck on his part. Um, moving on, uh, Andrew Campbell versus Doc. Uh, did we already cover your game? Yeah, we did. Okay, just making sure. Uh, Doc came out on top, 86 to 67. Oh, special guest star, Sophie. Special guest star before the end of the podcast. Sophie, do you want to say hi to the listeners? What? Yeah, you guys say hi to the listeners. Yeah. Okay. Well, That's she right. doesn't want to say hi. Yeah, you're she, you're not cool enough for her. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, what are you talking about? <laughs> what are we talking about? Yeah. Ah, hell, we don't even know. No. What are you? Doing? <laughs> well, while my uh, my partner in crime uh, takes care of our special guest, uh, I'll recap these final two games. Uh, Doc ended up on top mostly thanks to a big game out of Adam Thielen. Uh, Evan Ingram actually scored points. Holy shit! Evan Ingram scored points against Dallas. Holy hell, guys. Um, he got, got points out of Joe Mixon before the injury. Um, so 23 points out of Matthew Stafford. Uh, it were actually, Doc couldn't have really played it any better. Uh, maybe he could have replaced his kicker, um, but he was basically getting 80 to 90 points no matter what. Um, on the flip side, though, uh, <laughs> Andrew's team uh, did not It did not go well. Uh, you got 17 points out of Drew Brees. Which, you know, is 17 points. You're not going to stop at that. But of Jay Jai and David Johnson did shit. Michael Thomas did great. Kinsey Nua did nine. That was fine. Rob did shit. Adrian Pearson did shit. Surprisingly, the Panther- Panthers defense got negative points. Um, that never helps. Um, you know, maybe if... You know, I'm trying to do the math real quick here. And I don't really think there's even a way for, uh, <laughs> for Andrew to have won this game. Uh, he had a couple of receivers have a lot of points, but, I mean, he got the most he could out of his right receivers. It was the rest of his team that he really let him down. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're going to move to our final game, which, of course, was the game of the week. Nate uh, Nate uh, Delaney, excuse me, Delaney uh, v. Angie. Uh, they both got really good games out of their quarterback and wide receiver, or running back one, Melvin Gordon and Phillip Rivers for uh, Delaney and Patrick Mahomes and Todd Gurley for Angie. Uh Really, Angie's team, you know, it's really weird sometimes when you look at these scores and you're just like, I don't understand how only three big numbers lead up to 111 points. <laughs> but, you know, that's math. Um, Tyreek Hill had 15, but then the rest of her team, I mean, other than the Chargers defense getting 11, the rest of her team didn't do shit. There's a zero, a one, five, five, 
but it all adds up. Um, and for Delaney, uh, his big guy, DeAndre Hopkins, 17 points. Alex Collins got eight points, even though he was getting vultured. Um, and the rest of his team didn't get uh, any more than uh, double digits. Um, on his bench, there's not a whole lot of options for him to, to bring it back, really. So this was going to be Angie's win, kind of no matter what. I mean, there might be a play here or two that he could have done, but he played it right. Just Sometimes you lose. That's just the way it goes. That's just the way it goes. Uh, we've been talking for a while, and my voice hurts, so we are not previewing this week. No, that will be... That won't be done. Me and my <laughs> beat, and it, uh, the exchange, I think, is going to have to be... We're going to exchange rankings for a preview. Um, I mean, I honestly think that breaking down last week's games are going to be exchanged for previewing this week's games. Okay, yeah. Fair enough. So we'll go a little bit more in-depth with the breaking down, but that's about it. Yep. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. It has been fun. My name's Beaches. And I'm Zoo. And this has been Saturday Morning Fantasy. Don't say anything. <laughs>